All right, so getting straight into night two. Um, night two started with The Fiend against Randy Orton. Now, I was never really a huge fan of The Fiend in the beginning. I was not a big fan of The Fiend. I was not a big fan. I mean, I liked Bray Wyatt. I liked like the, you know, him coming with the lamp. I liked the, the phones and, and the crowd. Like I thought that was cool. It wasn't anything amazing. And The Fiend came and, you know, um, all everything that he did with that. It was very uh, theater-ish. It was very the entertainment aspect more than the wrestling aspect. And I've always been a fan of the wrestling. I've always been a fan of, you know, watching a 15-minute entertaining match where I may or may not know the storyline. And this was all about the storyline. And then bringing in someone like Randy Orton, like who is the wrestler part of it for the majority of his career with good storylines, but he was he's just been a really solid wrestler. You know, it brought a, it brought a new aspect. I was like, eh, Randy, he, I don't really believe him with this whole entertainment part of it. But I mean, the more and more I got into it, the more it grew on me, the more I really started liking The Fiend. At this match, I really like The Fiend. I like the, the, even just the coming weeks of it. I like the buildup. I like the addition of Alexa Bliss. There were some parts of it I didn't like. Wasn't a huge fan of the fast lane match, even though I liked The Fiend coming back all burnt. I thought that was cool. But the actual match wasn't a huge fan of. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of like the black sludge coming out of his mouth. Um, but but all in all, I, I enjoyed it. Um, even like uh, there's going to be parts of anything that you don't enjoy, but it, in the entirety of it, it grew on me. Um, I understand there's a fan base out there that didn't just like it. They loved it. And, you know, they love what The Fiend, what Bray Wyatt brings to the table. I love I love that, you know, he started as Husky Harris and Husky Harris freaking grew into The Fiend, like one of the most entertaining heels in 2021. Like that's, that's crazy to think of. But I mean, it's the truth. I gave the match a seven out of 10 um, just because of, like I said, a, a, I wasn't a huge fan of a few things, but even still then, like it was it was very entertaining and a cool open tonight too. Um, I am definitely part of the, the fan base that absolutely loves the theatrics of it. Absolutely love it. I love that whole Fiend character. I, I've been a huge, huge, huge fan of Bray Wyatt ever since he was part of the Wyatt family. I, to be completely honest, of this whole era, I think Bray Wyatt's probably like my top three, top five favorite wrestlers. I, I love the whole Bray Wyatt character. And I've loved it, like I said, back when it, since it was uh, the Wyatt family. Um, you know, this match I was really excited for. It, this was actually the match, aside from the triple threat match, that I was looking forward to the most. Um, and I actually didn't expect it to start off. I actually thought the Rhea Ripley one was going to, and Asuka, I thought that was going to start off. But, um, you know, it, it it was a good start. It was a good start, considering the names. Um, Randy Orton's always been one of my favorites, always will be one of my favorites as well, also one of my top five, for, like, ever. Um, but the whole theatrics of it, I feel like Orton didn't, it doesn't, I don't really feel like he fits this kind of storyline. You know, like we know him as like the apex predator, the legend killer. Like, you know, he's always there. Like he's like that predator. that's always like taking out like legends and like big stars, you know, like he's not really killer in like the literal aspect of the word, you know, like he, like he set him on fire and he did all this kind of stuff. And it's like, I don't know. That's like, that's not really Randy Orton to me. That's kind of more like, I don't know. That's kind of like a whole new character in my opinion. Um, I think but, that was the point too. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you, did you see his broken skull session with, with, uh, I, did, I did not, I did he not talked about it. He said, he said, Michael Hayes came up to him and said that, I mean, when you think of the greats, they weren't just great in the ring, but they were great. Like in, in, in the story aspect of it and that Randy hadn't really had that. And so I think this was Randy trying to do that, be a part of something that it's like, all right, it's not just my in-ring stuff. Like, look at how entertaining this was to try and cement mm. him as one of the goats of wrestling. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I see what you're saying. Um, but no, he, to his credit, he does a great, he did a great job. He, he's definitely excelling in that role. Um, it's just not the traditional red yarn that I see and that, that I know and love, you know, so I'm not really, I, I it kind of has to grow on me, I guess. But um, for the whole Fiend thing, I love the whole Fiend character and I don't really like the, direction they're going with him um with the fiend you know like i personally i believe like he was he's kind of one of that he's like i feel like he's that guy that they're trying to replace the undertaker with if that makes sense like he's that guy that's supposed to bring he's supposed to 
you know, bring fear to the crowd. He's kind yeah, of, have like, like, it's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I know exactly like, what, what you mean. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that they had him lose to Seth Rollins, they had him lose to Goldberg. Now they had him lose again to Randy. It's kind of like, it kind of feels like they're burying him, but I feel like that's not something, that's not a character you could really bury that easily, you know? Like he's definitely going to be back. Um, I, I definitely thought this storyline would end at WrestleMania. It definitely was one of those stories that had an actual build up to it. And I thought it would finally end at WrestleMania, but obviously we saw that it, it didn't end. Ended very prematurely, actually. Super quick match, super... Honestly, at times it was a little boring. And the fact that they made him lose after one RKO was a little disappointing. Um, and I really, really hoped it would be just a better match than what they put on like several years before when it was that championship match, a WWE championship match. Um, but to be honest, it, it wasn't even better than that match either. And I was just fine over why I lost that one too. But I mean, it, it is what it is. But I really hope they don't carry on this storyline for too much longer and i really hope orton's out of the picture now uh, i know it's going to be him it's going to be bray Wyatt and alexa like figuring some stuff out because yeah. that one left everyone like all weird and you know yeah, i thought something confusing. would happen when when the lights turned off i thought something would happen obviously it was kind of like a cliffhanger and you, you can't really do that at wrestlemania you know like you gotta you gotta show us some yeah. but i mean it is what it is overall the match i was very disappointed to be honest it was probably like three four out of ten it wasn't that great but I, I love the entrance, though, the whole Jack in the Box thing. That was that was really creative. I, I really yeah. like that. I mean, I mean, I think I think what it does, it it cements Bray Wyatt as one of the most creative minds in wrestling oh, at the yeah. moment. Genius. Absolute genius. And I think this cements for me, Orton, as not the GOAT, but one of the, the greatest, like like with, with wrestling, it's so hard to pinpoint one. And I mean, a lot of us do with, with Shawn Michaels or Undertaker, Ric Flair, guys like that. But usually it's a discussion of you bring up guys like Kurt Angle, guys like The Rock, guys like John Cena, mm -hmm. guys like Stone Cold. It's usually more than one name. And I, I, I'm at least going to be one of those people that is going to always throw in, hey, don't forget about Randy Orton. Like, like the, just the, the longevity of his career, you know, mm -hmm. the 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 cycles of his career the phases legend killer the viper the apex predator legacy now this whole thing with the fiend like evolution like there's so many phases in the dude's career and they were all great he's always been a great in ring and i mean i i talked about this in my last podcast um oh no two podcasts ago i think that the rko is the greatest finisher oh, in wrestling yeah. history Iconic. It's, it's, it's even a great pop culture thing. Like people who don't even watch wrestling will talk about the RKO, put it in memes and everything. No, yeah. but Orton is hundred percent. He's excelled at every single role he's ever had um, from that upstart evolution to, you know, that whole Orton era, that age of Orton when he had the, the spinning belt and everything and legacy and everything. He's always been on top. He's been, in my opinion, one of the great, if not the greatest heel in wrestling, um, you know, and he's just, just, always been at the top and you know he'll, he'll stay at the top i feel until he finishes his career so but um you finish, know yeah. 14 time world champ or whatever it is he's deserved every single one yeah he's a great heel he's a he's and he's one of those guys and i mentioned this in the the podcast before too he's one of those guys that he's a great heel and when he's yet somehow when he's a baby face you root for him like he when he's yeah. when he's helping the good guys like I'm, I'm, I'm on Randy Orton's side. Like, it's like, yeah. Hey, you know, this guy's a heel, but like, he's helping us. So cool. But then he yeah. goes back to a heel and I'm like, man, like, like this guy's a douche, but he's, I still love him. He's kind of just like one. I, I can never really even see him as like a, a face. You know, I feel like he's just always that constant heel. Like no matter what, like no matter how good they try to make him look. But that, that's the thing. every yeah. time he's, he's a face, <laughs> it's like, you're kind of scared in the back of your mind. All right. When's Randy <laughs> going to turn on someone? When's Randy <laughs> going to just turn to the guy and RKO them? Like, yeah. when's that going to happen? Yeah. And I, I really love that they're bringing back that punt kick. That's a, that's a big thing too. I know they did away with that for a while, but it's good he that did. they're kind of. They did away with the punt. They did away with the stomp. They did away mm -hmm. with the concerto. And now all of it's back. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really liking that. Cool. I am with it too. Um, and I loved I, I'm sure you picked it up too. A lot of people did. The Bray Wyatt kind of did a little tribute to Brody Lee, John Huber, when he yelled "Yeah, yeah, yeah" directly into the camera. Uh huh. Uh huh. That that I remember. I saw that on social media, 
and then I saw it in the match, and I was like, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Um, that's great. That's great. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. He and I know he and Randy were very good friends too. So that's that's that just makes yeah. it even more simple that they're all in there. Definitely. Um, moving on to that to the women's tag team match, uh, Natalia and uh, Tamina against Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Um, interesting. I like the wrestlers involved. I love Natalia. You, everyone loves the Hart family, and she's a part of that. Um, uh, I, like you said, I like Tamina, and I like what that Tamina is kind of a little more relevant now. She really, she really wasn't for a while there, and it's like she's back, and then that's really cool. Um, I like Nia Jax. Not in love with her, but I like her just because how much of a powerhouse she is. Like, there's really not that many powerhouses in wrestling for women and she brings that that like monstrosity type of feel to her and then Shayna Baszler is I mean she's she's great like she's she's very good in ring um I felt like the match was just okay though like I wasn't like I wasn't super wowed by anything in the match um the my favorite part was watching two very strong strong women in Tamina and Nia Jax go head to head a bunch of times but in the entirety of the match, it was it, I gave it a five out of ten. Like it, it was it was entertaining enough, but for WrestleMania, it, it threw me on the fence. Well, I, as you mentioned, great family heritage, you know, like Hart Foundation. You have uh, all the Simone people in there and everything. It was really good. Um, I like I said earlier, I'm I was very 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 happy that they gave Tamina a shot finally. Um, and to see that she paid homage to her her dad with the superfly, uh, that little thing off the top rope and um, everything like that, that was really good. And the little square off with her and Nia Jax was a little interesting to me, um, especially when they tried that suplex, um, that little botched little suplex. I don't know if you remember that. Do you remember that where she had her like right in the middle of the ring and she tried to like suplex Nia and yes. it kind of almost ended really badly. Yes. And I was like, okay, that, I don't know if they were trying to like, make a women's version of like Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant. But I mean, it was, it was cool that they tried it. It was yeah. really cool. I tried it. And I, going into the match, I didn't, I really didn't think Nia and Shayna would lose. And I'm pretty sure most of the WWE universe didn't think that either, but to their credit, they had, there was a point where Nia or where Natalia and Tamina were rolling. They were definitely rolling. I actually kind of thought they would win for a little bit. Um, but it was a little, weird to me that natalia had no idea that Shayna was the legal person legal participant in the in the match at the time that she had naya and the sharpshooter mm-hmm. and Shayna came in and obviously put her in that submission and they tapped out and lost but um no overall it was it was good that they they had their moments um i'm glad tamina had her moment and i i, I wish she had a moment with a championship but um it was good nonetheless and i'm glad she's getting the um, the coverage she's getting now Definitely deserve it. Overall, the match probably like uh, probably five, six, probably five out of ten. Five out of ten. Yep, agree with everything you said. Um, moving on to the next match, uh, Riddle versus Sheamus for the U.S. Championship. Um, it's I, I wasn't I, I wasn't going into the match expecting much, and now looking back at it, I should have because I like Riddle and I like Sheamus. So it's like, why wasn't I going to that? I, I guess because I was thinking about everything else, thinking about the main event, that it's like you're not really thinking about that. But it was a very good match. It was a very good match between two very tough competitors, two tough dudes um, who could really wrestle. There were a lot of great spots in the match. The ending where – or not even the ending, when uh, when Riddle did that – that the the moonsault off the second rope to the outside where Sheamus was beautifully done. And then he tried to do it again in the ring that ended in the broke kick, the ending that was beautifully done. The kick caught him right in the mouth and he was bleeding. It was just, it was all around a very, very good match surprising. And, um, and yeah, it was, it was, it was a spotlight that I wasn't really expecting it to be. So I was happy with it. Gave it a a 6.5 out of 10. No, I totally agree. I, I, to be honest, I'm not a huge, huge fan of Riddle and Sheamus. Um, not, not because I necessarily don't like them or anything. I just don't really pay too much attention to Riddle and Sheamus. Um, especially after Sheamus and you remember with him in the bar, him and Cesaro on the bar, you know, I didn't really pay too much attention to him after that. And obviously he was, he was injured and he came back. So, you know, they, he, he had a lot of time off and a lot of time where, you know, like a lot of people kind of forgot about him. So, um, which Sheamus, um, 
he's kind of been having to prove himself this whole past year. And I believe he's had a very good year in the ring, you know, like he's been, uh, he's been very victorious and everything. And I actually didn't think that Riddle would lose his championship. I know he didn't, he didn't win it too, too long ago, right? Was it last pay-per-view or the pay-per-view before that, that he, he just won the, the, you know, he did Champions. have it for a short amount of time. Occurred. Yeah. He didn't have, he didn't have it for too long. Um, I'm, I'm going to be honest too. I don't really like the whole, bro aspect the whole bro gimmick of matt riddle i feel like he's not really like a serious competitor sometimes but his gim but his gimmick and his wrestling skills are obviously two very different things and he's a very very talented wrestler and yeah. he definitely he definitely showed that yesterday um that bro kick like you said was really was beautiful caught him right in the mouth we saw blood for the first time and i don't even know how long obviously they're not really big on that um uh there was one moment where i really wish seamus had pulled off that move off the top rope. I think it was the white noise he was trying to get. Oh, but, and he uh, watched he it? Yeah, I really... I, but it, I was did you? I was looking at him setting up for it, and both uh, his feet were behind yeah. the ropes. And I was looking at that, and I'm like, he's not going to get that off. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, oh, that's a lot of strength he's going to have to get up there. But um, no, it, it was good that they played through that, and they didn't really let that mess up anything, and they yeah. still performed really well after that. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of just like a fair moment that really didn't matter too much. Um, but obviously, you know, it was a, it was a really, it was a really good match. Um, probably like a six point six, six point five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree with Riddle. I think part of his whole shtick at the moment is that he's not like, he's not that serious. He's just a bro. I mean, they've talked about it on commentary. Booker T has said, you're not going to make it if you're not, you know, taking this stuff seriously. I think it's all part of it. Um, I feel like there's going to be a point in the future, like there is with many of those like goofy ha having fun gimmicks where he's going to turn serious, maybe even turn heel. Like everyone does that at some point. Bailey did it. I mean, not that long ago, like it's, it's going to happen. I, I would imagine. Um, but I'm, I'm enjoying it to be completely honest. I, I like, I like the bro part. I, I think it's, I think it's cool. I think it's him. That's what, that's what it, it comes off as genuine and whether it's gimmicky, whether it's, 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 serious funny if it's you that comes across on the screen and i think it comes across as him for me um i think it'll be cool whenever he does you know change up i'll i'll, I'll welcome it um but yeah it was when it came when it came to this match it was cool i don't know i mean hearing hearing bro kick hearing the whole bro chance from riddle i mean i could even see them as i could i could see wwe pairing them as as a tag team and calling it the brogue and where and you know Sheamus is a super tough, strong, serious guy, and Riddle is a guy that's just trying to have fun, and they're hanging out and they do crazy gimmicky segments and stuff like that. But I mean, uh, I, I I don't know. I, I I don't know if you've heard this. I've heard stories of Sheamus in the back, or he he's just he's not like I don't know. I've heard have you I've heard reports that he's not a friendly guy. Have you heard that? Um, I have not heard that, but I've seen his, um, well, actually, before you say that, I, um, that whole broke thing kind of reminds me, like you said, the whole gimmicky thing, um, mm -hmm. kind of reminds me of team hell no, you know, like you had yes. Kane with the super yes. serious dude and then you had Daniel Bryan just messing around, you know, never really thought that'd be a great tag team, but you know, like people look back at that and it worked. Yeah. But, um, to the Seamus thing, um, I have not heard about that. I, I don't really think that would be true though, because I've seen, I know he has a YouTube channel. And I've seen him work out with a bunch of dudes, and he seems like a really cool guy. I I've seen him so work too. out with a bunch of um, these other WWE wrestlers. And yeah, like Cena, I saw that one. Yeah, I mean, I, on the street, if I saw Sheamus, I had no idea who he was. I feel like he probably wouldn't be a very good guy, but <laughs> he just looks scary. But yeah, he's a big dude. You know, he's 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 a big old dude, big old all his red hair and everything. You know, he's he's a scary looking dude. But I I don't know. I've never heard about that though. He's a tough. He's a tough dude too. Like he, he's Irish. He's, yep, tough. Yeah, definitely. He can take a hit and he hits like even I, I haven't, I mean, I, you, we hear stories backstage of, oh, this guy was a, a stiff wrestler. Like he really was punching guys like Bubba Ray Dudley and stuff like that. I haven't really heard that from Seamus, but I feel like at some point in the future, we will just from watching it. He is hitting people like he's really hitting them. Like he doesn't hold back. Like he caught Riddle just in this match with that boot for real made a bleed. Like he he's really, and his punches all this stuff is for real. Like he's a, a, a tough SOB. Yeah, I definitely like those punches he gives off uh, when he's like, when you're on the ropes and he gives you like those like 10 little the like, ten, those yeah. are, uh, man, those I, things I like feel bad. Every time I cringe, do you, I like, I'm yeah. feeling you, it. You could hear it. You could definitely yeah. hear that thing. I'm sure it echoes too. I haven't I, seen it. I don't think I've seen it in real life, but it, man, that definitely does not look fun. Not at all. 
I, every time I'm like, I hope it doesn't go longer than 10 just for the person that's getting hit. Like, please don't let it go. And he's going like 17, 18. I'm yeah. like, dude, no, you're going to cave this guy's chest in. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, good match. Next match, Owens against Zayn. Uh, I am, I mean, I, I've, I like Sami Zayn. Um, I know a lot of people were huge fans of him, especially back in NXT. I've always liked Kevin Owens. Like, he's that, like, he's kind of the anti-hero kind of like, he's like, he's like kind of a jerk, but you love him. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of this whole news Sami Zayn gimmick of him, like the documentary and the conspiracy. I understand it with the day and age that we are in with all that stuff, conspiracy theories and documentaries. Like it's all, it's very, um, it's very like fresh. It's very modern. Like it's, it's with the times. I'm, I'm just not a big fan of it. I mean, I, I like the Logan Paul involvement. Uh, not so much because of Logan Paul. I'm not a big Logan Paul or Jake Paul fan. I don't really care about either of them. Um, I just like that it's, it's more, it's mainstream. Um, I like that he got stunned at the end. Wasn't the cleanest stunner in the world, but it was a cool stunner nonetheless. It was cool that he would want to be a part of all this. Um, but yeah, I mean, all in all, I gave it like a 5.5, 6 out of 10. I, I, it wasn't one of those things that I was super invested in, but there were some, still some cool moments nonetheless. Um, I would love to say that I'm a big, big Kevin Owens fan. I'm a big Sami Zayn fan. I'm definitely a very big Kevin Owens fan. They're both, the way I see them, they're just both just overlooked guys, in my opinion. They're both outspoken. They're both like, they, they're not afraid to say what's on their mind. You know, like you just, I just love that feel to them. I love that they can go out there and just do whatever they want. They could wreak havoc and like, you know, they don't care about the repercussions, especially Kevin Owens. Um, and you have that Stone Cold shirt on, you know, like he kind of reminds you like a Stone Cold, That's you know, kind of just, go, just goes out and does whatever he wants, you know, yeah. like obviously, you know, like he does his stunner and everything and everything like that. Obviously it's nothing like Stone Cold's actual stunner, but you know, like it, it is what it is. But, um, you know, like just going in there, I, with the whole Sami Zayn thing, I just, for, the kind of performer that he is, he kind of reminds me of like Cesaro too, you know, he gets overlooked, you know, I feel like he's definitely that guy that could eventually be in that world title picture, but is never really ever chosen or really ever looked at as one of those guys. I think that's just mainly because of his size, you know, and just the kind of guy, this, what he looks like, you know, he and I think wrestle. that's just, Let's he not forget that, guys. Let's absolutely. not forget. Put the gimmicks aside for a second. Let's not forget. Sami Zayn can go. He can Sami put Zayn on is, a yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn is an athletic, like he's all over the place. You know, high flyer. He'll take bumps. He'll give bumps. Like he'll do whatever. And he is one of the best on mic guys I've seen in a long time. He knows how to speak on the mic. Kevin Nolans is really good on the mic. And, um, you know, like that match started off with a bang. He started off with a pop-up power bomb. you know, like it was, it went out to the table. Like they were all over the place, all over the arena. And, yeah. um, obviously I, it was one of those matches that I thought would steal the show. And I was, that was one of the matches I was really excited for. Um, I wish it was, I wish it went a little bit longer, but I, I understand like there's time constraints and stuff. Were you overwhelmed or underwhelmed by the match? Um, the thing is, I was a little underwhelmed just because whenever I see a Kevin Owens match or a Sami Zayn match, I want it to go on for as long as possible. Because mm. they per- they always put on such a show. There's so much pride in everything that they do, and there's like you know, like it's I they're they're just such good performers, and you know, like I I just want those guys to be on the main event card all the time, especially Kevin Owens. They're but, guys um, that would main event in other promotions for sure. Absolutely, wherever they go, they would be main event guys. Absolutely, um, but the whole Logan Paul thing, I was quite confused as to why that was even a thing. I, I understand it from a mainstream pop culture aspect, you know, like just getting your product out there and just making, you know, like just trying to get a new audience, you know, like the audience is a lot younger now, as we know, and I'm sure Logan Paul's fans are a lot younger. So it's probably just exposure to those kind of people, yeah. um, which I understand. Um, but Logan Paul definitely took a stunner. I, I will say he sold it pretty well. We've seen some pretty good sellers, but um, you know, I, I, to his credit, I think he sold it pretty well. Um, but I'm... He, he sold it better than Vince McMahon ever did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I don't think he can ever sell it quite like The Rock or, you know, Dolph Ziggler or anything like that. No, ever, no one could sell a stunner <laughs> like The Rock, man. No one in the history of wrestling. No, never. But um, as far as Logan Paul goes, I don't really expect to see him in the near future or 
quite possibly ever again. And, you know, it was kind of just one of those things. But overall, the match, I it's probably a little biased, but I'd probably just give it a seven. Okay. Yeah. Um, next match, Intercontinental Championship between Apollo and Big E. Um, I miss, I mean, they, they debuted, it's a new IC title, right? I just want to double check. It's not like the white one that the Miz used to No, it, it's, 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 it's relatively new. It's, it's, it's not that one anymore. Yeah, it's the, the IC one, the white one that like the Miz had and guys like that. That I think that's one of the prettiest belts in the history yeah, of wrestling. iconic, iconic. Why absolutely. would you change it? I don't get why yeah. they would change it. Um, love Biggie. I don't know if you saw the documentary that they had put out on him recently, a couple months ago. It was it talked about his time as you know a football player and all the stuff he was doing. I haven't really seen cool, really really cool. Gave me a new appreciation for Biggie. Um, uh, that for me, the jury's still out when it comes to Apollo's new gimmick. I get it. They're trying to give him something. Um, they're trying to give him a gimmick because, I mean, Apollo Crews, I've seen him. He's one of those guys that you see in, in spurts and, like, rumbles or different things like that. And it's like he'll give you a cool spot. He'll give you, like, a really athletic move, and then he gets thrown out. It's like it, you know, the fans weren't really tied to Apollo, and so they're trying to find a way to tie him to tie the fans to Apollo going against, you know, get, getting the Intercontinental Championship, which he did at WrestleMania, seeing what he can do with it. So I get it. This is Apollo's push. Let's see how far he can go with it. Um, it just, I, I'm still not completely sold on it, but it may, it may be good. I mean, we'll see. Um, I, I, we mentioned it uh, previously. I'm not a big fan of interference endings. I think interference endings at times can be, seen as lazy like that you couldn't come up with a more creative ending to the match where someone legit won someone legit lost the only time it isn't lazy is if it uh somehow forwards the overall story arc especially when it comes to that person that interferes so what i'm hoping is the person that interfered the guy that was with apollo is there's he's there's a reason for it that he's going to be a wrestler there's there's a point to it if there's no point to it that interference it was it was just lazy, unnecessary. Um, could have given me a better ending to that match. You have two quality wrestlers in Biggie and Apollo who put on a pretty good match. The match itself was pretty good. Just the ending kind of kind of dragged it down for me. If if something gets built off of it, then I could go back and give this a couple more points. But for now, I'm giving it like a five point five out of ten. Okay. No, I um. It was definitely something new, which was something I really appreciated. Um, Nigerian jump match. I've, you know, never heard of that, obviously. None of us have yeah. ever heard of that. And, you know, it's kind of like one of those things. We saw, like, the Punjabi prison match and stuff like that. It's just one of those new, like, cultural kind of new matches, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what I appreciated a lot about it. Um, but, like you said, this is a case where they're trying to give Apollo a gimmick, you know. Like, like you said, he's one of those, like... He's one of those like Chad Gable, like American Alpha, like this, those guys that are just like super athletes that just come in and they just, they just go. And, you know, like you kind of just as a fan, like you hope they have some sort of giving, you hope they have like some sort of thing. Like that's how I always feel about people like Ricochet and stuff. Like I want him to have like some sort of gimmick, some sort of spot, but he's just like that nice little like superhero guy that like little kids will look up to and stuff, you know, but like, you know, they deserve better. And I, I love, I'm a big fan of heels. Like I love, love heels. I love the heel aspect of wrestling. And I love the bad guys all the time. Um, the only thing is obviously with the bad guys, you know, you don't really have like the fairest wins or like the best kinds of wins. Obviously we saw that the interference and it was a good match. It was a good match. And I was really hoping that it would, I wasn't expecting too much just from the start, but I was really hoping it would actually you know, we'd see good wrestling and we're seeing good wrestling up until the interference point. And I believe that interference guy was some guy from like raw underground or something. If you remember that, like, uh, yeah, it was. And to be honest, I don't really know how, how much that's going to matter. I don't really know how much that publicity that guy's going to get, but I mean, we can only see where that la- where that goes or how long that lasts. Um, as far as the actual match itself, like the stipulation, I was kind of hoping they used more than just the sticks and, you know, like they actually utilize more of like the stuff outside. And, you know, we didn't really see too much. We, we did see the steel steps getting involved, like they, they like with the old promos and stuff, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, overall for the match, I'd probably say like a five out of 10. It was, you know, I, 
it's good for Apollo that he's actually he got a championship finally. So maybe this could be a start to his career. I, I don't really ever see him as more than just a mid card kind of guy though. Um, but Biggie, I'm glad uh, he can actually have a good final uh, singles run now. Uh, he's had a good singles run, but I feel like he can actually get pushed to that main event status now um, without that Intercontinental title. And he could probably have his his Kofi kind of run, maybe, possibly. Maybe. Um, maybe he could challenge Roman Reigns in the near future, whoever. Um, but it was good because I don't think his loss really impacted him. Um, I'm sure he still has great support from his fans and from just from the universe in general. I don't really think it impacted it too much, but um, yeah, that's how I feel. I mean, him, him losing every member of the new day lost titles at at WrestleMania. So maybe they're going to come back as a stable and figure something out. Um, Maybe Maybe they split apart and do some sort of single runs on their own. Who knows what they're going to do. But yeah, I I like Biggie and I know, I mean, you like Biggie. So, I mean, whatever he does, you know, we'll, we're invested in it. We want to see what he does. We we would like to see him as like a, a main event guy. We think he has the potential to be a main event guy. But I mean, wh- whatever happens with him in the future, I mean, we're there for it. Yeah. Um. All right. So the next match, the match you thought was going to be the open, Oscar against Ray Ripley. Um, I like that it was the match before the main event. Um, I think it, it deserved to be a, a later match. I am, I might be the biggest Ray Ripley fan in the world. I think Ray Ripley is like, she, she's the coolest. Like she is, she's it. Whatever, whatever it is, she has it. Like she's got, she's just got that it factor for women's wrestling. Um, I, I mean, I, I had the, just the, the strongest feeling in my stomach that she was going to walk out of WrestleMania as a champion, which she did. She won the championship, was a very, very great match. Um, Ray, I mean, Oscar, she's proven. We know Oscar's great. Oscar's a great, great wrestler. Um, and this was, I think this was the start of Ripley really, you know, proving herself. Um, and she's, she's so, she's already, she's so young. She's very young and she's already so great at the little things that make the great wrestlers great. She's great at selling. She's great at, you know, the emotion aspect of it and getting us emotionally involved in her matches, not just her storylines, but the actual matches, selling when she's hurt, you know, being powerful when she's powerful, all those things, like, we're, I feel connected to her. And then, you know, she's just very fundamentally sound with all her moves and the stuff that she does in the ring. So, I mean, just just so happy, so, so happy that she's champion. And I am, I am invested heavily in Rhea Ripley. A hundred, hundred percent, hundred percent. It kind of just goes back to that conversation we we're having about Bianca Belair, like just one of these young upstarts who, you know, we want to see the belt on them. And, you know, like she had a big moment with Charlotte Flair last year. And obviously it didn't end very well, but just the fact that you can have a match with Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania at like 23 years old at the time or something like that is a big time deal, you know? And the fact that she could have a match with someone like Asuka, who is arguably one of the best female wrestlers in the world, and put on a show and win i mean that's big time and we saw it like you know um we saw her crying in the beginning of the show and you know like it was kind of just one of those ones where it's like okay like she kind of realized okay like i made it like this is my moment now i got to prove to the world that i can win and i got to prove to the world that I, I can win and i'm here to stay you know and i feel like Rhea ripley is definitely here to stay and you know it's like she has she has it you know like she's a she has that look like she's brutal like in her brutality theme song she shows that brutality in the ring and yeah you know like it's it's uh, at, at first though um uh i was kind of thinking i was kind of thinking that main event was a little just kind of not rushed i don't know what the word is but it was kind of just put together like just frantically i guess you know because obviously because i think the, the match was originally supposed to be charlotte flair i believe and oscar that like with the whole i think she got like COVID or something yeah so i think it might have not worked out um but maybe they're gonna build for charlotte against ray ripley maybe 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 she'll get a rematch and maybe she could prove that she could beat charlotte which i'm she's definitely capable of 100 yep. percent. but um you know like i'm glad she got the opportunity and oh it was a great wrestling match um i believe i think it was probably like 7.5 out of 10 um i really liked uh i really liked the um the entrance that she had uh that one band do it for her yep that was really cool. That, that was, was really very cool. cool. Very WrestleMania-like. Um, 
Yeah, but um, oh, overall, good match, and you know, I'm excited for Ripley. Yeah, I mean, she's she's awesome. The match was awesome. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10, too. 7.5 is what I also gave Bianca and Sasha, and what I gave Lashley and Drew. Um, oh, just, you know, what? actually, on the, wait, I'm sorry on that. But I think I also I think I also gave some, wait. Did I give? I don't know if I remember if I gave it uh, 8.5. Out of 10. I think I gave Bianca an eight out of ten, right? Mm-hmm. I think okay. Well, okay. I just wanted to make sure I didn't rate this one higher than that one because I like. No, I don't Bianca think you did. Better. Okay, yeah. okay, good. So you like Bianca's match better than Ray Ripley's yeah, match? Yeah, I, I like that okay. one better. Yeah, understandable. Uh, both both good matches, um, but I, I I would agree with that. I like I person I like Ray Ripley more, but I think that Bianca Belair Sasha Banks match was was just the slightest bit better. Um, yeah. Uh, not enough for me to say eight out of ten. I still give them both seven point five. But if I had to choose between either of them, I'd probably choose Bianca and and Sasha. Um, yeah, and also one more point. I actually was really hoping Becky Lynch would come out after this match. Everyone I, was. I was because uh, she posted that thing on Instagram or something, and I was like, yeah, oh, that's a little bit. Of a, but I I also thought it was kind of a a little rush. I thought you know her, her baby wasn't born too long ago, so I thought it was a little little far fetched, but. You know, Take your time, it. Becky. The women's yeah. division is doing all right. They're going to be there whenever you come back. Come back at 110%. And when you do, blow the roof off the place. Yeah, that one, that's going to be great. Yep. Okay. And now on to the main event of night two. Probably the most anticipated match of any of the matches at WrestleMania. Um, the head of the table, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan versus Edge. Um, I, for me, I, I tied this as the, this is the highest score I gave a match other than bad bunnies match, which is an eight out of 10, um, really cool match. Um, I love that a lot of the people involved, I mean, everyone involved had some kind of small connection to each other. Daniel Bryan and edge were forced to retire and came back, you know, edge and Roman with the, the spears, like it, there was, there was some interconnectivity, that wasn't even really a part of like the main storyline. Um, it was, it was an intricate match. There was a lot of spots. There was a lot going on in the match. Um, you know, like the, the, the double cross face, the cross face with, with the, the, the leg of the chair, um, the power bomb on the table from Daniel Bryan leading into a spear from edge. Just a lot of intricate complex bumps and spots that you see from the pros that you see from the best of the best that know how to time that out perfectly. Um, one thing that I found kind of interesting to see, and I mean, maybe I don't see watch that much Daniel Bryan, but watching him do a headbutt, watching him do a crossface, it reminds us of a certain wrestler that will not be named, but it reminds us of him very, very much. Um, and I mean, I, I have not, I can't remember the last time I saw a headbutt, to be completely honest, a flying headbutt from the top rope like that. I haven't, I, I can't, the, the last person I saw see one was Benoit. And after that was Daniel Bryan. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of weird to, to, to see it in a match. Um, I, I was assumed that that was a move that we'd never see again in the history of WWE, but I mean, it was in there. It was cool. I liked it. Um, and the, the double cross face was cool with edge and Daniel Bryan, but to be completely honest, um, the modern day cross faces, whether it, whoever, a lot of people do the cross face now. Um, it's hard to sell that the way that we saw it sold by Chris Benoit. He made it look like it hurt. Like the one that Edge put on Roman in this match, it didn't look like it was hurting Roman to be completely honest. And it's not easy to make that move look like it hurt. Um, Daniel Bryan gives kind of that little arm twist. So it looks like it's kind of hurting your arm, but the cross face is meant to be torquing the, the, the upper back and the neck. Like that's where the, the real pain is coming from. And so, I mean, it just, eh, I mean, it, there were parts in the match where the cross face, it didn't look like it was really hurting that much or really cool. I, I mean, I like the ending. Um, I was, I'm not a huge fan of, of the Usos part in it. Uh, I, I get it. It's part of the storyline. It's part of, you know, Roman being a heel. You said the heel, like you said before, the heel doesn't always win clean. But so I understand, you know, him coming in and helping triple threat. It's not really, you know, it's not illegal. Um, I feel like it's, it kind of diminishes for me, at least, how dominant Roman Reigns is that he needs help. 
like Roman Reigns could win clean and that would just make him that much more like cool of a heel that he's winning clean but getting help just uh, a little bit like I said gave the match an eight out of ten I love the head of the table I think Roman's heel run is one of the coolest runs we've seen in years from a heel um a, a heel turn that every fan had been begging for I uh, love Daniel Bryan love Edge everyone loves Edge so just a cool match in general 100% I you know, just from the get-go, just hearing the names, hearing the absolute just mega stars that you that were in this match. You know, like obviously, like you said, you have Dan O'Brien who has come, has over, has endured so much in his career. You know, there's all the concussions. You know, he retired. You know, we never thought we'd see him again, and here he is headlining WrestleMania once again. And you see Edge who had broken his neck and done all this stuff and had all these surgeries and like the metal rods and all the stuff that he talks about to have him come back at the Royal Rumble and win. And, you know, he's at WrestleMania after 10 years or whatever, trying to win his championship and Roman Reigns. I can be the first to tell you, be the first to tell you, I was never, ever, ever a face Roman Reigns fan. And the second he turned heel, I loved his character. I loved it. I wanted it so bad. I, it was something like you said that the, the universe had been begging for for so long and we finally got to see it and he had had such an incredible run so far and obviously it's continuing um just going into the match I really had no idea who would win you know like there was, there's some sort of predictability in my opinion for every match that ever happens usually um in, uh, as opposed to or except for a few but um, this one, I didn't know if Roman Reigns would win. I didn't know if Edge would win. I didn't know if Andrew Bryan would win. All I knew is that whoever did win, I wouldn't be disappointed. Um, I was kind of leaning towards Daniel Bryan, not in the sense that I wanted him to win, that I just thought he would win, just for the fact that he was screwed over at Fastlane and he was screwed over at the Elimination Chamber. And, you know, it was it's probably his last WrestleMania that he's ever going to headline. You know, we're probably not going to see too much more of Daniel Bryan um as far as edge goes i mean he's proven that he could probably fight for several more years and i feel like he can definitely main event several like probably like another wrestlemania maybe even two um he's performed very well and i thought he would probably win i feel i felt like the fans are most on edge's side especially after he won the royal rumble too i thought he would win um roman reigns just because he's a heel and just because he had uso on his side i felt like okay maybe he has an edge too and as far as the whole wrestling match went, I thought it was really, really good. You know, like we, you heard the fans chanting, this is awesome throughout the match. And that was one of the chants that, you know, we haven't heard in a very long time. And that match was indeed awesome. We saw all the spheres. We saw all the, we saw the concerto coming back, which was really great moment. We saw the people getting, Daniel Bryan getting put through the table. We saw all that kind of stuff. And we saw the cross face. Um, you brought up the whole Chris Benoit cross face and how he made it look really good. One thing that I think about Chris Benoit is when he made his what made his critical crossface so good was that he put so much emotion into it. You could see it in his face. You could see him screaming. You could see, you could hear like everything. You could hear the opponent. You could see all the sweat dripping. You could see his all his hair everywhere. He just looked all beat up, you know. And he just put all of that everything he had into his critical crossface. And as you said, the flying headbutt. Um, seeing Daniel Bryan do that, you just, you just with him especially, you just never think he would do it considering his concussion history, but to see that he would do it, you know, um, it's a really refreshing thing just to see that he would be able to overcome something like that. Um, but overall, um, the match from start to almost to finish was incredible. Um, it definitely lived up to the WrestleMania hype. Um, it definitely 100% felt like a WrestleMania match. The buildup was great. Their promo on the night before or two nights before, all of them were great, all three of them. Um, and Roman Reigns definitely established himself as the head of the table, as he says. Um, I just wish it didn't have to be some kind of interference. Um, we saw many Jey Uso interferences in the past several months, and you just think at WrestleMania it wouldn't happen. Um, especially since he was taken out early on in the match, but you kind of just had in the back of your mind that, okay, maybe he would interfere again and obviously it happened. Yeah. But nonetheless, I don't think it hurts his character um, at all. Um, he's still on top. And if I were to think of anyone who could actually challenge him, there's not very many that come to mind. Um, I was praying to God Brock Lesnar would come back and make some sort of statement, especially 
with like Paul Heyman being on the side, you know, like I feel like that'd be a really crazy storyline. I don't know. Heyman. Maybe when, when like full capacity of fans come back, but I'm not surprised that we have not seen Brock in the Thunderdome era. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that would, that would be, that would have been really cool, but no, Roman Reigns definitely established himself. And I, he's at the moment, the top star in the company. And I don't really know who could derail him right now. I feel like he's going to have a really lengthy run at least until SummerSlam, at least, absolute least until somebody challenges him but um i don't know i just don't really see anyone who could actually dethrone roman reigns at the moment i can maybe seth rollins maybe somebody like that but maybe uh, okay. that's maybe that's the call to bring back brock lesnar maybe he's gonna come yeah, back soon that's, maybe that's, that's what, what they're thinking. anticipating but um overall just i think the match is probably a nine out of ten i would have given it 9.5 nice. had there not been an interference but it was definitely the best match out of both the nights and yeah definitely had the most WrestleMania feel to it. Agreed. Um, yeah, a very, very cool match. Um, I was honestly predicting Roman Reigns to win. Love love Edge more than any of the guys that were in that match. Love Daniel Bryan, but I was expecting Roman Reigns to somehow, whether it was clean or dirty, to come out as champ. I didn't really see – I didn't see a title run from Edge. I saw, like, the buildup and then him not winning – um, I didn't see it from Daniel Bryan, to be completely honest, at least not with the, the momentum that Roman has at the moment. So uh wasn't surprised to see him win that match. Um, you talked about the predictability of it and that you didn't really ex- know who was going to win. Did you predict or have a prediction of who would win between Lashley and Drew? Because I didn't. That one, no. I, I was very on the fence about that one because, like I said before, um, Drew McIntyre, I thought they'd have Drew McIntyre win for a portion just because you know he hadn't won in front of fans yet and I felt like he they probably thought that he deserved that moment I think he deserved that moment too just winning in front of fans especially considering everything he's overcome um you know getting released and coming back looking like an absolute jacked monster you know and with Lashley finally getting the bell after so long like you just wouldn't think they'd take it off him already considering he's also a jacked monster has so much momentum and he's such a big dude you know Two um, guys, two guys that deserve it. One belt. Yeah, absolutely. If there would be two, then it wouldn't be fun. They, yeah, they. I mean, they both <laughs> have it. If there were two, they both have it. But one belt. I mean, Lashley has it now. Maybe Drew wins it back again some point in the future. I mean, we'll see. Um, but all in all, a very entertaining WrestleMania, filled with good action, good storylines. Um, and a WrestleMania that for the first time in a long time, the majority of the matches I was really excited for. Like usually when I think of a WrestleMania, at least in the recent years, there's maybe a handful of matches that I'm really excited for. And then the rest of the matches, it's like, okay, it's WrestleMania. We'll see how it goes. It's probably going to be good. But this was the first WrestleMania in a minute that I was like, man, like, a lot of these matches are going to be really, really freaking good. Like I'm really excited for this and they delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, so just any, any final thoughts that you have for, for, for this WrestleMania? Um, no, like I said before, it was, I'm just, it was so refreshing to see fans and, you know, I'm just hoping this all blows over soon. We could have fans back again, to full capacity, hoping we can go back to, you know, just enjoying wrestling as it should be enjoyed. And um, no, I was just very grateful to be able to see it. Yeah. I mean, the only final thoughts I have are really cool Hall of Fame class. Um, Really uh, RVD and Kane getting put in the Hall of Fame, Eric Bischoff, the NWO, just a bunch of people who, you know, are very near and dear to the hearts of fans. favorites to the hearts of fans especially guys like rvd and kane like I'm, you and i grew up on guys like that so you know cool to see really cool to see them get thrown in the hall of fame i would have actually thought like when 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 kane came out i was really hoping they had his uh his original theme song playing that would have been really the awesome. heavy metal one yeah yeah like the one the one where he like the one uh, i was hoping he'd come out to the one where he debuted against the uh, the undertaker or where okay. he came out and he attacked the Undertaker. Yeah, yeah, that would have yeah, been yeah. that would have been really really awesome. But yeah, it, it, it is it is okay. Yeah, no, I understand. Um, 
another takeaway, I mean, new faces, we have new faces as the faces of women's wrestling and Bianca Bella and Rhea Ripley. And I am all for it. I think it is amazing. I think it is needed. I think it is something that the fans called for and WWE delivered on. Um, And it's going to make for entertaining storylines and matches coming up as women like Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, the top, the the women who were at the top come back and it's like, all right, we're back now and we're going to put on some amazing matches with these with these women that are now on top in Ray Ripley and Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. So yeah, super excited for that. Um, and I mean, you said something that I'm sure we were all happy about, you know, the fans, the fans finally being back and how important that fan base is, especially in, in like events, like live events, like, the fans are, are like like the the blood of wrestling like like watching fans get up and get excited and cheer like that's not that doesn't just that's not just important for us watching that's important for the fans performing when they can feel that feel the electricity like it, it makes the match a better match and even seeing like Rhea Ripley get emotional before you know uh before Wrestlemania you know and and seeing guys like like Randy and a bunch of different wrestlers, when they went to the ring, you could see it in their entrances. Like they were really taking it in, taking in the fact that they were finally in front of their fans again and how much they really enjoyed it. Even the heels, even guys that, you know, weren't really like not supposed to show that kind of happy emotion at the time. You, you They couldn't help but just be happy being in the presence of the WWE universe again. They absolutely deserved it. Absolutely deserved it. They put on so much they put they work so hard year round you know they're away from their families and you know this is moments that they deserve moments that they live for and moments that they'll cherish for the rest of their life exactly and uh yeah like you said deserved uh especially for all the hard work that they put in and it's like we as fans we want to show our appreciation we want to be at those live shows we want to you know talk about them like that's like it, you said it's deserved and we're more than willing as fans to give them that appreciation that they do deserve because they really do deserve it for the show that they put on for us. So, yeah. Um, and I mean, that that's it. I mean, re- a really cool, really cool WrestleMania, a really cool podcast. Thank you again so much, Karan, for, for coming on the podcast yeah, and, and for talking um, wrestling with me. Mm-hmm. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I, I love I love talking wrestling and I know you love talking wrestling too. I mean it's it's refreshing seeing another WWE fan. You don't really find too many of those. That's anymore. That's, that's what I'm starting to realize that there are there are more of us than we think. We just gotta kinda, you know, we'll find them, but like it's just it's people aren't as open about it for some reason because it's it's fake or entertainment as basketball or football or something like that. But Especially guys that grew up on it, it's equally as entertaining to us. Hundred percent. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to the Scoops podcast, and I'll uh, I'll catch you next time.